Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Trade Talks. I go about as Medici FX, and in today's episode, I got a trader from Canada. His name is Nilab, other way known as Mr. Mindful or Mindful Trader on Instagram. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much for joining. First of all, thank you for having me. You're, uh, you're an amazing person and even better trader. But <laughs> no, all jokes aside, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We were trying to do this like weeks ago, but Indeed. it never worked out. But yeah, here we are, 2021. Yes, 2021 first podcast. So let's kick it off. Oh, this is the first one for 2021? Indeed, yes. Okay, I'm even more excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as like a little tradition on this show, I like to ask traders on how uh, they started Forex. What did they do before? Like uh, what interest they had and where, how did you actually get to the point you are now in trading? For sure. So um, I started trading in, I, I found out about it in 2017. Okay, I was actually sitting in class in in first year university in computer science, and I saw I saw someone trading. Okay, and I went up to him, asked him like what this was and everything, and he actually turned out to be a very successful trader. But he left Instagram. Okay. Um, I don't want to mention the name, but anyways, I learned about it through that, and then through him, I found out about. Ted and uh, uh, Raja Wicks Don't Lie. Uh, right. And just following their pages and all the free value they provided, I just started picking up pieces, you know? Yeah. And then it's like you go in this journey and you just, there's so much information that comes your way. You have to just go and pick at all of it, you yeah. know? You pick at all of it and then you start narrowing it down into the path you want to go down, right? Because as you know, there's like so many different ways to figure out how to trade. Yeah. You have to develop your own style. And the only way to do that is to take all the information at in hand, dissect it, and then figure out what's best for you. Yeah. So that's what I started doing. And I, I fully, like, I was looking at the charts summer 2017, wasn't really paying attention to anything, you know, just learning off baby pips. Yeah. And then in, like, November 2017, I picked it back up. I was like, okay, I'm going to start, like, just looking every day, just trying to make progress, you know? Yeah. So I did that. I was all over the place um trading all different types of things there's no backbone to how i was trading i can't even tell you how, why i was taking positions you know accounts yeah. being left and right yeah <laughs> but and then in like 20 and i was using all sorts of like indicators emas a lot 15 14 ema 50 200 mm -hmm. i was using those so much my zones were all over the place and then you know how you keep refining your craft over the years yeah so it was in like, I think 2018 where I had a mental switch. I was like, yo, I'm getting fucking sick and tired of, um, I'm getting sick and tired of going nowhere. You know, it's like a constant, like, yeah, like I'm just chasing losses at this point. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to start creating a trading plan and I'm yeah. only going to base trade on that. Okay. And so that's when I started tra creating a trading plan. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to trade all three sessions. <laughs> At first, that's what my plan was. I'll trade all three sessions. <laughs> it didn't work out. So then I started narrowing it down to only New York and London. Right. Mm -hmm. And then now it's, um, uh, now it's, I only trade like London and then by London, I'm by pre New York, I'm usually done. Okay. So pre New York for me is around New York open at 8am for me. So by 6am, I'm usually out of the, off the charts. Yeah. So I spend around like five hours on the charts. I get on at 1 a.m., which is two hours before London Open for me. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, I trade GJ. I trade uh, gold, but I do look at most currency pairs. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's um, 
it started off and I even went back a couple <laughs> weeks ago and I looked at my old charts and yeah. they were like they're a piece of shit because <laughs> like I literally could not tell you why I was taking some trades because it made zero sense. You I know, mean, you just it makes sense, I think. Right? Everybody it's like that. exactly. You start just like you dip your feet in the water and you see how it is, and yeah. then you start going for a swim. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, true. And were you all self-taught or did you ever have a point where you decided to get a mentor? Um, there was at first I joined um signal groups. Okay, yeah. Okay, I joined signal groups. And I joined one of them, okay? But it was, they also taught technical analysis through their posts, okay? So they send a signal and then send like a description of why they thought that would happen, uh, right? right, yeah. So it was actually quite useful. And um, although I wasn't making money, I still got a glimpse of how technical analysis is supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, like I found Ted and uh, Raja and then their posts on Instagram also help, you know? Like, yeah. Um, Raja back uh, back then was just starting to post about how he he was scalping. So then I was like, okay, maybe I could try this out, right? Yeah. And then along the way, I started scalping. I was looking for like ten pips, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this isn't really working because my at that time my win rate wasn't that high. Yeah. And I was taking one to one risk reward ratio, so I was I was like I was staying in the same place. You know what I mean? I wasn't moving up or down. It's just win loss, win loss. Yeah. So and at that point, I actually. I don't know if you know Swedish Pips. Uh, no, I never heard of them. So Swedish Pips, uh, he's my friend Alexander. Okay. He's very good and he trades supply and demand. And the one thing about him that everybody loves is that he gets very pinpoint entries. Okay. Okay. So like at the very bottom, I've seen yours, like the one on your gold. Um, so he basically entered like the gold cells he got were at 1959 today. Ah, uh, yeah. And, right. So he got those gold cells in 19, and it's like, so... And then I found him and then I realized what he was doing was he was simplifying his charts to the very basics. Right. So I'm like, let me try doing this. So what I did end of 2018, I removed all indicators and I went completely price action, yeah. naked, naked charts and just supply and demand zones. Right. So that's when it started picking up a bit, you know, then I started noticing, oh, the same things happen in the market at the same time every single day. Yeah price pulls up to a certain area for liquidity and then does the actual move you know yeah so then you start picking up on those little things and that's when it started started um like accelerating like 2019 was better than 2018 2020 was better than 2019 right yeah and so essentially by making it simpler you made it work better exactly for me i i have to have it dumbed down as much as possible Okay. If you give if you give me a chart with a bunch of like Fibonacci's trend lines, yeah, all those work perfectly fine. I cannot tell you like like they don't make sense to me. You know. Okay. <laughs> I just like having just my simple zones, supply and demand zone. Yeah. And basically, just straight off that. Interesting. Know? That's really interesting. And is there a way you validate your supply and demand, or how do you go about um, that? So I, I, I my trading style is basically a lot of reversal trades okay so the buy on gold that you took this morning right reversal i, I, so haven't, that, I haven't touched gold uh, at all actually oh, i'm but... not sure what picture i saw but um but anyways it was um it might, no but there have been a lot of people buying gold this morning in fact yeah, yes at the at 1900 like level yeah yeah correct so, 
So trades like that, like reversals or even like sells from the very top, I, I like those trades where you can you enter at the very top or the bottom of the move, right? Yeah. So if you're selling, you're selling at the very top or you're buying at the very bottom. Yeah. So, and I I do that off of higher time frame zone. So let's say just how this happened, how let's say GJ pulls up to a weekly supply level, right? Yeah. And although price is moving up right now, as soon as I see a shift in structure in lower time frames. Mm-hmm. As soon as lower time frames turns bearish and starts making lower highs and lower lows, I enter a sell. Okay. Because you're at a higher time frame supply, yeah. you know there's going to be some sort of reaction. And since it's a weekly level, it's going likely going to be a couple hundred pips, right? Yeah, in- indeed. Yeah. Same thing exactly would happen on gold. We pushed up, price was compressing near the resistance. We did one last push up. Yeah. And that's when lower time frames went bearish. And see, it's it's you got to think of it in terms of like why would the banks be buying at such a high price, right? They wouldn't. Right. Although Indeed. gold was making higher lows and higher higher highs until this morning. Yeah. That's because it was just, we were just getting, collecting all those orders for the sell. Yeah. Down, right. Yeah. But all the retail traders, they all they look at is, is in, they just look at what's being shown to them. They don't think about it logically, you know? Exactly. They don't think about that. Oh, wow. We're at the same level that we were at in election yeah so we're gonna drop they right you know what i mean indeed yeah and that's why it wicked up it did its uh it grabbed its liquidity and then it went down towards the exactly exactly lower and, prices. And i had some people message me like they took buys that's yeah. okay everybody like you just learn right from of your course mistake. so but the reason they took buys is because it pa- broke past the previous high but yeah. Right. As, and as a retail trader, you just think naturally think it's going to break and retest up. I mean, it, it broke. I think it broke, but it wicked. So there was no close. So, above. so there was if you look on 15, 30 minutes, there was a close above. OK, that's still that doesn't validate that zone being broken. Right. Mm-hmm. That zone's massive. It's all the way up till 1965. So this is that's just higher sell price. That's just better sell price. Right. right. Logically speaking, at an institutional levels thinking that's better sell price. Yeah. Indeed. than the previous high right so yeah. that's where some people like they don't understand why the market went against them well it's because you bought at a high or you sold at a low right yeah i really like the way you explained this this is really simple in fact well wow. yeah you, it's really you, well you explained. Learn, it's like the things you learn at the beginning like sell resistance buy support that's naturally all it is but there's a lot more that goes into that type of thinking to be able to execute on it right yeah, you don't really get taught the liquidity and about the order blocks and there. That is literally so important, you know. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about that until Ted. Ted talked about it. Yeah. He talked about premiums, premium buy. Sorry, right. right? Premium, premium price points. Right. Like, like there's a reason why gold did a bull run from 1774 all the way till 1960, and then we saw a sell off. Right. Because the premium, all the banks that bought at 1774 rode all the buys up all the way to 1960 supply. What a better place to exit your buys, right? Yeah, indeed. Perfect place to exit. So you got to think about an institutional type, right? Just because although we got a nice drop now, who knows? Maybe we push back up, right? Yeah. But you just have to look at it in terms of what's being presented to you right now. Yeah. And, and it's like markets are very cyclical. Yeah. The same thing that happened a couple of days ago or weeks ago, months ago, will probably happen again. Yeah, indeed. Definitely agree. Right. So you just have to pick up on those patterns and they happen every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think also with gold, it's really uh, important to look at what's happening fundamentally. 100%. It's it, it, it's like 
a gold can tell you like this the world's um psychology you know what i mean yeah like yeah when well you see, said, like, yeah. Wars, wars being uh war threats being thrown out gold gold price uh gold's getting inflated indeed whenever there's geopolitical tension right yeah so shows you like the state of the world <laughs> yeah some true uh so on that note to what extent do you uh, use fundamental analysis in your with your technical um i actually i'm i'm aware of what goes on uh economically yeah right i look at headlines every morning and everything i read through it while i'm trading through forex factory and other sources um but i don't actively base it on that i i just go with what i know mm-hmm. and what i'm what the market is showing me and i make probabilistic decisions based off of that okay interesting so mainly technical analysis yeah and i back tested this a lot even when there is fundamental move technicals line up perfectly before it mm-hmm. yeah that I, have, I also have as well in my data yeah so i back tested a lot on gj and gold as well where gj let's say there's a brexit headline being released right yeah although we don't know about that headline being released and gj will i've seen gj drop down to a support during london yeah and the headline get headline drops and price shoots up right yeah it's not really a coincidence that it went down to support but before also, you know exactly. what i mean it's also to do with the orders it's exactly orders are coming into the market and yeah. they want premium price yeah so it's 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 to a certain extent it's planned out you know yeah yeah no i definitely agree interesting damn okay um quickly going to uh the pairs you trade i know that on your instagram it says specialize in gbp pairs yeah is there any reason you decided to uh, specialize in those yeah so it's so volatile Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's like it's so fun to be able to like (laughs) uh catch those types of pips right because and it just moves so smooth. I, I, I feel like, um, especially yeah. like it's called the cable, right? So it's very, yeah. it's very volatile. And like, and when I started trading, I was looking at UJ first. Mm-hmm. You're you know, Same. everybody starts off with the less volatile pairs. Same, yeah. But GJ always just attracted me. Okay. And then in 2018, I went GJ only. Yeah. And then once I learned that, then I started experimenting with like GBP CAD, GBP AUD. Okay. And those move very nice as well through market structure. Mm-hmm. And then recently, um, in like the later half of last year, I started really going into gold and like documenting gold and really digging deeper into it. So you basically hammered down one pair before learning anything else. Yeah, because I was like, let me just focus all my energy on this. Yeah, learn its in and ins and out. I'll also develop my my technical analysis craft, smart market structure, and then I can apply it onto other things. Because when you just focus on a single thing, you'll catch all of its moves. You'll catch yeah. all. Right? You're basically gonna milk it. You're gonna milk it exactly. There's not gonna be a single move that you don't catch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's uh, something that I always say, and keep saying is that just learn one pair, milk it, and then go explore with other pairs. Exactly. Because a mistake I made when I started trading, I had like what six pairs, seven pairs on my watch list. Like, come on, if I don't even know what what a supply zone or demand zone is or where liquidity is and how that grabs, how am I supposed to trade seven pairs when I can't do it with one? So, yeah. Literally. And I, when I started, I, you had seven, I had like 15. <laughs> I, was, I was looking all over the place. So, it, and then it was like, it's you, you go through that thing as a trader, a decision as a trader where it's like, okay, I have to get serious with this. So let me see what the best decisions for me are. Right. Yeah. And for me, it was to narrow it down to one pair and then, just focus on that pair and one session. Yeah, 
Yeah, so basically same. I have GJ and GBP CAD right now. That's the only thing I trade. Yeah, and they both move amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Going back to volatility, uh, you said you like volatility. What What about like cryptocurrencies? Have you ever traded those or? Um, I've never traded them. I've, I've no, no. I've actually traded them um, as like forex, mm -hmm. so with margin. And I blew an account. This was like when first like Bitcoin was going up in like in years ago, twenty seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that was the last time I experimented with, it, and that's when I was actually starting off trading too. So yeah. So like, and since then, honestly, I. I'm all for it, but I just don't have an interest in it. You know, mm -hmm. you have to have an interest in something before you can invest in it. Mm -hmm. Agree. You yeah. have to have an interest. You have to do research about it. You have to naturally have that gravitational pull towards it. Right. Yeah. And I just don't have that towards cryptocurrency. Okay. No, I was um, just wondering, cause you said yeah, you yeah. volatility. So yeah. And it's fucking volatile, bro. Yeah, no, it is <laughs> honestly looking at the percentage right today. I saw some coins go up a hundred percent, you know? It's... Yeah, and it's, and it's like um, even last year I was just doing technical analysis on um, Bitcoin, yeah. just seeing how it plays through levels, and it plays through like intraday levels very nicely. It does, doesn't it? It does. So it it does follow market structure, but it's also like after a certain point, you don't know what the next price level is, right? Like currently, True. you know who right knew now, that thirty thousand yeah. was going to be a price level, right? Yeah. But when you have those defined price levels on BTC, like how you did last year when it was just ranging and playing through those levels. Oh, then you can. Then you can 100% have intraday trades that play out perfectly because at the end of the day, like all markets follow market structure. Yeah, like I think especially the way you trade uh, would really, really work on such a market. And for those who don't know how um, Mindful Trader trades, I'll definitely leave all the links down in the description. Check him out. Check, check his YouTube videos. It's really, really knowledgeable and you can learn a lot. So definitely do Thank check him so out. Thank you so much. It means a lot. It means a lot. Absolutely. No, absolutely love your videos. So I actually think the way you trade those structure points will work. Like, I don't know. I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know yeah. how that feeling. And yeah, it's, um, but for me, it was just like, I just had fun, like just experimenting, you know, just figuring out, oh, this yeah. actually well yeah, yeah. you don't have to like um how i looked at it was like i don't have to take every single opportunity i see in the market no no and it's like even if i'm seeing bitcoin moving through these levels nicely i don't know enough to be executing on it on a live account if you know what i mean mm -hmm. right so it, there for me to be um start executing on something i have to have a significant amount of back testing done on it mm -hmm. and that's like over a course of like months and weeks before i start uh taking it on a live account okay and then on that note uh so your take on demo is that people should try it out yeah try it out or even like um put like a couple hundred dollars in and trade with that mm -hmm. like you know? live a couple of hundred yeah yeah, yeah yeah of course of course so like for gold when i first started trading gold um i just put in like a couple hundred and i traded with that you know experimented yeah i think and i, I think could... that's better though because your emotions exactly that's much better yeah because the emotions are there Mm -hmm. And you're still experimenting and learning, right? Yeah. You can grow an account like that. Um, but And then when you have it fully down, you know, and you're um, confident with it, yeah. then you can start, like, take it on your main account, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you, do you keep multiple accounts as well? I have uh, two accounts. So one high risk and one normal account. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's just the high risk goes for, like, maybe 2 3 4% of trade. Like nice. high risk and then the normal yeah. one just proper capital building yeah i um 
it, yeah, it comes down to like an, every individual's risk tolerance. Yeah. And for me, I don't have, I personally don't have a high risk tolerance, mm-hmm. which I'm perfectly capable, uh, like perfectly happy with because mm-hmm. max our risk is 2%. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I would do on, on a normal account as well. Yeah. 2.5%, you know, 2.5, maybe at times I'll push it to three. But that means your uh, risk to reward has to be rather high. My risk to reward, uh, if I'm risking 3%, I'm, I want to take one to four or above. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be taking anything less, right? Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, this year I'm actually trying to narrow it down so I only take one to four risk reward setups mm-hmm. because I truly believe, and I've said this before too, like if you're very picky in the markets, yeah, you will naturally start picking out the best setups. Okay. You know how when you start off as a trader, you take every opportunity you see? Yes. Right? And a lot of those opportunities are low probabilistic most yes correct right most of them are low probability but as soon as you start limiting yourself you tell yourself okay i'm only going to take three trades this week you're going to start to ignore all the lower end trades you're going to ignore all the ones that are low probability and you will naturally start to pick up on the high probability trades and then your win rates will go up and then your risk rewards will significantly significantly increase i think that's also something that comes with experience it does it 100 does and that's like that's what we were talking about in the beginning, right? You go through this process of just refining your craft every Indeed. single day, every single year, right? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I need to stop taking 10 trades a day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, like you said, when you do limit yourself to taking two, three trades, you want those trades to be meaningful. And uh, that's essentially how you find uh, higher probable trades or positions. Exactly. And it's like, I look at it in, in a wave, like it's, it's, it's like art, the chart, yes. the charts are like art, right? Yes. It's like, and you want to be the Picasso of the markets. You don't want to be taking shit trades. You want to be taking the ones that are beautiful and elegant and like crafted, you know, nicely like said, hatching those good moves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, I actually covered this in one of my first episodes on this podcast that the reason I joined or started trading was because uh, the one who introduced me affects Machiavelli. He, uh, yeah. I, I was like, yo, this is like art because when he showed me how a price jumps between um, uh, a channel, I just found it so beautiful. And then it from is there, beautiful. It it's is. Like you're, you're watching it flow, right? Yeah, like exactly. If can, and if you can analyze and execute and like figure out how it works, yeah, it's like you're you're working towards that masterpiece on the chart. Yeah, right? it's crazy. Absolutely, it's, crazy. it's super fun. And that's like what I've talked to other people too. It's just like even when the markets are closed, like. I can just chart. Like, I just like charting, you know, yeah. dissecting the markets, seeing, oh, this, there's a level here. This is why that happened. And like, exactly. that's literally what I do on my weekends. Like, I spend hours on the weekends still charting because you can't really ever stop refining your craft because Absolutely markets are ever evolving and you just have to constantly adapt to them. And there's always new information being presented. Yeah, absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I want to jump to another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that trading is a solo game or is it better when you're with like a small group where all the eyes are basically looking on maybe a same chart or different charts and you bounce back on ideas? Do you, do you participate in any groups or what's your take on all of this? Um, that's actually a very interesting question. So I believe that groups are very helpful Mm -hmm. because you're bouncing ideas off of one another. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're focused on a single pair, everybody's watching a certain level. And then you build this 
confidence as a group, right? Yeah. But it's also important to be able to execute on your own. Right. right? And it comes down to the individual themselves. For me, when I started out, I was a part of a lot of groups, right? Because when you're starting out, you want to see how other people are doing and learn off them, right? Because as humans, we're just naturally gravitated towards one another. Yeah. Right. But at times it can also get very noisy. Yes. When you know, when you have taken in all the information there is to take from the group, that's when it's time to just go in solo and put in the work, refine your own craft. Yeah. Right. Because at times I know groups can get noisy where it's like talks, um, like when during trading hours, people start talking about different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, the thing about the markets is you have to be fully focused 110% on the chart. Yeah. Because you can't afford to make the slip in this market in this game. Right. Yeah. You can't. <clears throat> so you have to be fully focused. And I, I actually do really do believe that if you go and just lock yourself down and just you versus the markets, you will make faster progress than you being in a group of like a hundred people. Yeah. I think it's like you versus you in a sense then. 100% it is. It's, it's you versus you, right? Because the yeah. answer isn't in the charts. It's in your head. Yeah. Right? All the, all the knowledge and yeah. over the years yeah. of you trading and all the um, repetitive uh, execu executions that you've done are all in your head. Yeah. It's not, it's not on the chart. So you really have to lock yourself down, no noise, dig deep in there and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the market just provides you with a billion or million opportunities different ways how to execute exactly it, whatever. exactly right it's it's how you perceive it and it's how your psychological basically i think success or it is your success in trading just resonates how clear-minded you are basically that's exactly what it is and that's like how i came up with the name to a like mindful trader oh it's, now it's like, i see it yeah. it's like more of that like mindfulness like you want to reach that state of like clarity yeah like stillness because what are the mar markets are chaotic Right? Absolutely, yeah. And you can't battle chaos with chaos. No. But you can battle chaos with stillness. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're very still, then yeah. you are going to be like flowing in the market. You're going to be fluid with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And actually, on this note, for those listening, a book called Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas is a really good book for uh, amazing the, book. Yeah, I think that's a must read for uh, everyone. Every trader psychology wise. Yeah. And there's also another one that I read. It's called Trading Beyond the Matrix. Oh, yes, I've read that as by well. Dr. Van Tharp. And it is actually super like it's it's written super, very nicely. It's really good. I agree. I just finished it actually. Yeah. So I'll leave uh, those two books down in the description as well. Definitely do check them out. So yeah, interesting. So yeah, just your mental clarity is uh, really important to succeed here. Mm -hmm. And it's still something that we're like, I'm still working towards. Oh, absolutely. You know, because, same. Like, yeah. Everyone has those things and things about themselves that stop them from like improving. Right. Yeah. So and it's like you have to constantly work at those things until they're resolved. And that's when you reach clarity right yeah but yeah it's something that we all work towards and like i'm still working towards it but everybody yeah being having that sort of mindset and like so what i do is like i meditate a lot okay i'll start my trading with like um i'll meditate for like 20 to 30 minutes prior mm -hmm. so it gets me in that zone where i'm like i'm fully focused and i'm present you know yeah and i put away my phone and i just focus on the charts yeah so no distraction no music i just focus on the charts um, I'll make some content on like Photoshop or something, or I'll do some reading, you know, something that's like 
my attention still on the charts, but I'm also getting in information from, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Interesting. Uh, I think that's a really recurring topic, the meditation that everybody kind of gets into the zone to, uh, yeah, to be clear minded. Yeah. And it's also like, since I started doing it, it's made a significant improvement in my trading as well, because before I used to be very, very impulsive. Right. right? And that's not just something in trading. It was also in like other areas in life as well. Yeah. But, and when I started meditating, it, it reduced that impulsiveness reduced. I think in your other uh, parts of the life as well, you also became less, um, how is that called? Impulsive. Exactly. Less impulsive. So, and it's the thing about meditation, it's, it's a practice, right? Yeah. And just like trading, you have to do it over a course of a long period of time to see that significant effect, like dramatic effect in your life, change in your life. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people, what they can't do is sit quietly for a short period of time by themselves in their own mind. Yes. Yes. I don't understand why people don't like doing that, but to me, it's one of my favorite parts of the day where I can just sit down and let yeah. thoughts come up and I resolve through those thoughts. Because they can't face their own demons, I suppose. Exactly. That's one of the big reasons. But the only way to get past those demons is to face them, right? All right but that's why uh, 95% of the traders fail is because they don't want to face those demons. They don't They don't want to admit that it's, the, it's their mind that's stopping them, right? In, indeed. And I think that trading also makes people or individuals, an all-rounded individual who grows in every aspect because trading is the one is one of the few careers which basically i don't know it it just basically disarms you and it, it does shows it you all your strips you down naked exactly in front of a crowd of a hundred thousand people and it shames you it, it tells you these are your flaws yes this is what you have to work on this is what you're really bad at yeah and even i'm sure you've gone through it it gets oh i still have it you know yeah 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 there's time you know what i mean it's like it's of course there's periods of time where i was you know like it was emotionally devastating yeah. to just wake up and get on the chart yeah i think i think that's also the reason why so many people fail is because they're scared to go and accept that or learn that or like you know or learn from it right and it's like we've all had massive losses multiple times oh, right? of course every time you've had a loss you live past it you've grown mm-hmm. yeah so as a reminder and like even in life every time you've gone through something detrimental like maybe you lost somebody you know or something happened yeah. in your life that caused you great uh, heartbreak yeah that's only made you stronger and you've gone past every single point of that yeah so you know even regardless of how massive this loss is even if you blew 99 percent of your account the fact that you are still chasing your passion every day the fact that you can wake up you can hop on the chart and you have the opportunity to better yourself to make money is already a fucking win yeah yeah absolutely or the fact that you can even wake up you know exactly and it and it gets down to that perspective right the fact that you can go downstairs yeah go into the kitchen open the fridge yeah and the little things yeah literally or yeah. or that i have someone like you that i can have a discussion like this with you know like exactly. a discussion it comes down to that exactly. and then the rest like whatever trading is just a side you know yeah it's the appreciation of everything you have you know yeah and it's like you have to ha- approach it from like um a mindset of, a mindset of abundance right exactly like, i'm already good in life even if like i blow my account i'm good exactly the mindset of abundance definitely i have have everything i need you know everything else is just a bonus yeah no totally agreed agreed right there yeah 
and it and you got to put that in the markets too it's like okay you missed a 700 pip move cool move on learn but, but from there's it another opportunity on. right there like you know exactly around the corner exactly, exactly exactly and you see it countlessly market will move 600 pips one week yeah it'll consolidate the week after you'll move another 600 pips exactly you just got to catch the retest of the yeah, consolidation but it's like, or something yeah but people get impatient because of how markets are there 24 7 right so they just get impatient that oh when's it gonna happen it's gonna happen when the market wants to move it's not gonna happen on your time <laughs> no absolutely and i think uh, this is linked to uh, again instant gratification covered this multiple times here yeah. on this podcast it's <laughs> we're literally programmed to be impatient literally and like it goes against like um, when it goes against like human nature to stop yourself from instant gratification. Yeah. You know? And when you're, when that's what you're chasing, even when you're on your phone, you go on Instagram, you get these dopamine hits. Yes. Right? Yes. The next piece of content is one finger swipe away. Yes. That's instant content, instant gratification, right? Exactly. Right there. You can, so it's like, it's already embedded in your entire uh, biological system. So, it's going to play out in the market, but that's when you have to go against it and stop it. Yeah. I think our phones and uh, our smartphones just, they provoke those dopamine They provoke rushes. it. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually have a friend, um, one of my close friends. Yeah. He trades as well. He only trades gold. But what he does is he wakes up and he doesn't go on his phone for the first few hours. Smart. And he doesn't even check it. Like as soon as he wakes up, he doesn't check it. Smart. Turns off an alarm wake, uh, and just gets to work, you know, and... I love that so much because the first few hours of the day, you can get so much done and yeah. you've, you've already won your entire day. Yeah. Let's say you do three hours of proper work in the morning and say you don't do anything rest of the day. You've already put in so much of focused energy into the first three hours mm-hmm. that you've done more work than someone else would have done five, six, seven hours. Exactly. I same page right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's like, and that's in the trading difference too, between like, uh, effect, I think efficiency and something else. I think that's called being efficient when that's called. Yeah. It, you can work hard or you can work smart. That's it. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, totally. Um, shifting from this, how do you actually deal with your emotions in trading? Like, let's say you do take a loss and, uh, or a big loss or you miss a trade. Yeah. How do you keep your mind under control and what do you do? Do you maybe have any rules on losing streaks? Or oh winning yeah. Streaks? I, I have, um, I have a routine. Okay. So, let me start off in the beginning when I would lose, mm-hmm. I would automatically subconsciously click the enter uh, market execution button again. Okay. It was, I would always result to entering again. Okay. Over trading, revenge trading. Okay. Yeah. It was just something I was very impulsive at. Right. So, and then you really have to look at it as in, okay, none of this is going to work. Right. Like it's, this doesn't do me any good. Right. Right. And it's like you want that when you take that loss, you want it back instantly. Yes. What you don't understand what you, what people don't understand is that if you wait, you'll you, there's a greater probability you'll get it back and yep. even more. Yeah. Right. So it's when I take a loss. Um, first of all, it's not a big loss. It's managed, right? Because exactly. your risk your risk needs to be constant. It needs to be between a certain range, like one to three percent. Okay, risk between that, mm-hmm. but don't just have like a trade where you randomly risk ten percent. Yeah. Because now you're disrupting compounding. Yeah. Right? So when I do take a loss, first thing I'll do is I'll um, I'll close my I'll close uh, MT5. Yeah. And so I can't execute. Yeah. And, <laughs> so you limit I'll, yourself. You put the boundary exactly. up. Yeah. yeah. And and then I'll meditate. 
Mm-hmm. So I'll meditate, I'll, you know, I'll get into the, you know, I'll get into the mindset, clarity, yeah. and then I'll journal my trade. Okay. I'll learn from it instantly. Yeah. And for me, since it's at night, after I'm, after I've journaled, all my emotions are gone. Now it's like, I get peaceful sleep. Right. Because once you get it out on paper, it's like, um, it's there on paper, you know, it's yeah. like, it, it is out. out. Yeah. Now you let it go. And You're not going to hold on to it. And you do everything on paper or you also video journal? So I might. So I, I write everything down. Okay. And then my trades, I also uh, journal them in a PDF. Okay. So with like multiple time frame analysis. So each trade I take every day or mm-hmm. like uh, the trades I take in every week are broken down with multiple time frame analysis mm-hmm. and like paragraphs of description for each for like wow. entries. Yeah. So for me, it's like I really like documenting because it helps me like speed up my process of learning and perfecting my craft. Yeah. I, the yeah, more you would... document, the more you figure out, oh, I need to refine in this area. I need to do better in this area. Yeah, exactly. And that was the question I had after this was that, so you really do find journaling and documenting one of the most essential parts? I feel like it's single-handedly one of the most it, biggest factors into improving your psychology, but also improving your craft. Because what I really like doing is I like writing down how I'm feeling. Right. So if I'm ever going through, like, let's say something happens, okay? Yeah. And it fucks over my mood. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that, that I'm not thinking properly. I'm thinking emotionally. I'm not thinking logically. Yeah. So now I know that I can't be trading. Correct. Because regardless of, even if I think I can trade, I can't. Because right now I'm operating from a point of emotion. There's emotion, my mind's flooding, flooded through emotions, right? There, there's chemical reactions going on that I'm, that I'm having a hard time controlling. Yeah, so I'm not approaching it from a point of clarity, so I know to sit out that day. Yeah, okay, and it really comes down to you. You only want to be trading when you're 100% confident, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, journaling when you get all your emotions down on paper, it really you don't carry that weight with you. Yeah. Even when you take, let's say you take a big loss. If you, I'm telling you this, if someone takes a big loss and you write about it, you'll feel much better. You'll okay. feel a hundred times much better. Note that down, guys. Note that down. You will write it down where you fucked up, why you fucked up, yeah. and how you're feeling right now. And I tell you, and you read that over the very next day after you wake up, you will feel so much better. You will not carry that with you. Even if you miss a move, if you miss a 700 pip move, good. Close the charts, chill out. It's going to happen again. Learn from it. Learn that you should execute here next time. Yeah, and note it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like document everything, everything. It doesn't have to be just about trading. Talk about your general day, what you got done, write about that. And I'm sure you'll figure out points in your day where you could have done more. Yeah. And also points in the day which influence your trading. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's like you're trading, your brain takes in so much throughout the day and all those things also get applied to everything else in your life too, right? Yeah. Like if you're feeling confident in one area of your life you'll feel confident in another area yeah true if you're feeling depressed in one area of your life that depression is going to leak out into everything else around you exactly yeah like a really renowned uh, trader anton creole said that your life is coherent you need to have coherence in one side to get coherence in the other exactly exactly yeah and that's what it comes down to you just have to be like confident in yourself and also your abilities you know yeah and and just know that okay Although this didn't, this may not work right now. Yeah. On the line, if I keep documenting, if I keep refining myself, yeah, this is gonna work. 
yeah yeah it's gonna work and it's just having confidence and faith you know faith exactly yeah and what about winning trades do you have a limit of like two or three or if you have one do you also get off the charts or how does that work for you in a single day yeah so if i win i'm off mm -hmm. okay if i lose if i lose i'm off like mm -hmm. um i just don't bother it's like the move's done okay and then you also journal your whole win your whole emotion 100% yeah. I write like and it's like I get through a couple journals a year yeah I and I also like I write about my trades in my um, PDF as well like I so I compile it that's more like um, I keep that like to myself because that's my trades yeah uh, so I just journal it it's in PDFs and I have like PDFs for like every week last year right interesting wow that that's really cool do do you have any tips for people out there regarding maybe psychology or what they could focus on when they're starting out or if they're yeah, struggling? Yeah. Um, so don't look at it in just aspects of trading. Mm -hmm. Look at it in, in terms of what are you lacking psychologically. For me, it was patience, impulsiveness, mm -hmm. and that wasn't only a problem in trading. That's a problem in a lot of aspects of my life. Okay. So you have to look at the greater thing. It's not just about, oh, I need to stop overtrading. It's about that overtrading comes from your lack of patience to wait for a better trade and your impulsiveness. Yeah. It's, it's much deeper than just overtrading and overleveraging, right? Mm -hmm. It's your desire for money that's holding you back. It's causing you to overleverage, right? So you have to look at it in a deeper perspective as towards that and what's actually stopping you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not your skill that's stopping it. Maybe it may be your lack of technical analysis, your lack of understanding of market uh, psychology and how the market moves. But 90 percent of the time, it's also in your head. Right. Mm -hmm. It's psychological. So don't just look at it. Overtrading is my problem. It's much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. So figure that out and work towards fixing that. And there's various ways to work toward like meditating. Is one of them journaling is one of them. Right. Yeah. Um, go on a walk bro like a walk you want to walk after you're like feeling very like you're going through shit you will feel much lighter yeah true absolutely you know? so there's a lot of things go work out because when you work out you get out of your head you get into your body exactly and your uh, blood's flowing through your muscles so it's also circulation exactly yeah true especially with these lockdowns uh i think around the world it's getting into people's head as well and it's really essential to uh you know keep moving have the blood circulating go out yeah for fresh air and you just got to adapt, right? I know we're going through like hard times, but yeah. we're just so forced to go through these. There's nothing we can do besides adapt. I mean, it. we can take advantage of them because they're also exactly you can 100% take advantage of it. Yeah. But it's also like you have to adapt to it, right? Yeah. True. You either let your psychology go, mind, mind go to waste and be stressed over it or adapt to it. Exactly. It's not going to change. Same with the market. You... Same with the market. Gold was moving up for the past two months and yesterday just dropped massive adapt yeah exactly but you can still catch the upwards move when it dropped if you miss the downwards move you exactly know what i mean yeah it's just adapting and knowing what's best so adaptation guys definitely uh write this down remember and definitely take note of uh everything that nilab just said because this is really really insightful and knowledgeable knowledge here right so um, do you maybe have anything else to uh, say as a finishing note? I think we covered everything, which is uh, which yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm no by no means an amazing trader. I'm just you're here. a really good trader. Yeah, like I've been following just, you for a while now. Honestly. No, no, no. I'm just here sharing my journey and just and just like 
letting people know I what really I know, it. learning from other people, right? I learned from you. I learned from everyone. Yeah. And it's like, I just genuinely enjoy putting stuff out and like talking to everyone, right? Yeah. It's because like, we're all in this together. We all want to be good at this. And I know this is like, it's such a fun thing too. You know, everybody's so, everybody who puts in time towards this, it's their purpose, right? Yeah. They really like it. So we're all like-minded individuals. That's why I just love interacting with everybody. Yeah. And we resonate, you know? Yeah, exactly. You resonate with um, like-minded people, right? Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this thank you a... very much for coming. Of course. You're an amazing host. The questions are phenomenal. Yeah. And this is actually a very nice talk. It was a really nice talk. I really, really appreciate this one. So on this note, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this. I hope you took some notes. I hope you learned something. Take care. There's more to come. So stay tuned and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.